Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back, Todd Shapiro. He's CEO of Red Light Holland, trades on the CSC out of the stock symbol TRIP. Trip, for those who knew the story, and it's going to be a lot of you because Trip has caught fire. It's been the number one in its sector. It's been the number one gainer. Todd's going to give you some of the stats there. But Red, Red Light Holland is a psychedelics company that produces and sells uh, recreational-grade psychedelic magic truffles to the current legal adult-use market in the Netherlands. Uh, more than just lip service, they pre-sold the first batch of approximately 100,000 grams of magic truffles, and they had such great success, they're 10xing that into the second crop of a million grams. Uh, that's what we're here to talk about, plus the business. Todd, welcome back, man. George, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. And yeah, listen, it's really exciting times for the company Red Light Holland. Uh, we're working very, very hard here. And of course, uh, it's really interesting to get a lot of notice from new shareholders, a lot of emails, a lot of great social media interaction. It's been really quite an interesting you know, few weeks. Well, it seems like the market has finally caught up to the fact that psychedelics are going to go through what I think is going to be a parabolic uh, rise in the next 10 years. I think they're almost going to be unstoppable. And you guys are leading the way. You had some great stats. We'll talk about the business, but you had some great stats on your market appreciation within the sector. I don't know if you want to share those or not, but you guys are leading the way right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it was interesting. Someone had pointed out to me on Twitter, actually, that, and this was as of um, the close on the 21st uh, of market, um, that in the psychedelic sector, Red Light Hall, and I guess it had increased since November 27th. It had gone up as of yesterday, as of close on the 21st, I believe, it had gone up uh, 145%, which is pretty wild. Uh, and then if you were to look at literally every other psychedelic company as of those dates, uh, we were the most, you know, others were at 141%. As you said, the sector is on fire. Some were 134. Others were, you know, around the 114 mark and then, you know, a bunch just under 100. Uh, and and listen, it's really interesting to to watch. Of course, we as a company, you know, George, would never make price projections and always never. do your due diligence when it comes to looking at our stock and speak to you, your financial advisors, et cetera, et cetera. But what I can tell you is, as a team on the business side of things, we're just putting our head down and working, man. And that's what we're really proud of, as I sort of said earlier. Yeah. And I think that's an understatement. I think you're being a little too humble to say <laughs> we're just working. Working as <laughs> guys who are trying to grind it out. You've already, you know, you've already sold your first 100,000 grams. Let's talk about that. How did you manage to pre-sell that first 100,000 grams? And, and did the second batch come from the fact that Clearly, there's demand for more. Yeah, it's a great question, George. So essentially, we got into growing our first batch. And we're, we're new to it, as you know. So you start small to make sure you can perfect it. Of course. And, you know, you source the substrates, you go and you do the grow and you harvest them. I don't have the exact numbers if it was actually 100,000 grams at this point. That's always an expected growth. And I think a lot of people, just to, for clarity purposes, I always forget, I just assume people know what magic truffles are. I assume they know how to grow them. And I think a lot of people compare them to cannabis and cannabis plants. But ultimately, I think the most important thing for people to know is when, when you're growing magic truffles, you actually grow them in inoculated airtight sealed bags. They're sort of recreating that underground environment and they're making sure that it would uh. never get to a magic mushroom stage. Uh, they only stay within the form of the magic truffles the way I can legally sell them in the Netherlands. 
So the reason why sometimes you can say expected growth of 100,000 grams and not necessarily know what the actual growth right, is, is because right. until you kind of crack open those bags, wash off the grains, pull the truffles off and then package them, it's, you know, you could have more, you could have less. But what I can tell you is we definitely got into a definitive agreement with a wholesale company that would then be able to disperse the truffles said, you know what, we're, we're now experienced growers. We're now experienced at harvesting. Uh, Hans Derricks and our team in Horst, the Netherlands, has done an amazing job in our facility. And we said, hey, by mid-2021, if you know, unless we start getting going now, uh, you know, we, we can't have more product here. So let's get going immediately. And yeah, we're at that point now where we're doing another expected 1 million grams of magic truffles. And this is really exciting. And those could be used for internal testing, for, you know, obviously our, our microdose packs that are selling in smart shops right now and online, and as well uh, for, for wholesale purposes. So there's a lot of different opportunities that we're discovering and very, very excited to be a part of. Devil's advocate, a 10x jump. Uh, that's something you guys feel pretty comfortable you can handle because no, no matter what, 10x is 10x, right? Uh, uh, but so I have to ask as a devil's advocate, how confident are you guys that you guys can can deliver on that batch, give or take, like you said, from what you said earlier, given whatever yield you finally get out of, but that's, that's the target. How comfortable do you guys feel with that? Yeah, we are, we are comfortable. And listen, there's risks in anything you do in business trying to predict the market for sure. it, right? But for us, we, we are predicting a, you know, uh, springtime, summertime, you know, maybe more people out again, hopefully the end of COVID, more vaccinations coming, hopefully tourism opens up, you know, so a market that could open up a little bit here. That's like one of our big, you know, hopes. And that's, I think, everybody's hope. Let's be honest, in any business you're in right now. Uh, but if you were to look at the trends and the markets and the predictability of what we saw with COVID the first go around, things did open up up in the spring and summer. The other thing that I think is really important to note, and, and when you're harvesting magic truffles, you actually don't have to do the entire crop immediately. Meaning there's stages, once they hit their growth point, you can actually wait six to eight weeks to be able to then package them and distribute them where they have a shelf life of another three months. So it's not like you have to go with the whole kit and caboodle right away. You can actually slowly take your time to put those into the market, whether it's through wholesale, whether it's through our own iMicrodose products, or whether it's even through some more internal testing and stuff. So we feel that, yes, there will be a need for, for the million grams. You kind of touched on it earlier. So, because I want to ask you, where is the demand coming from? Which begs the question first, uh, why would George use magic truffles? And then let's move to the demand side because there is competition. So the fact that you have a break down the door is impressive. But why does George or why would George be using magic truffles? Yeah, George, and listen, I can't make medical claims. And I've spoken to you about this in the past, right? But what we're seeing right now is a lot of attention being put on the psychedelic sector. And in, you know, specifically, I would say the one that's really most talked about, that's really most accessible would be psilocybin. Sure. So, and that's the active ingredient, the active psychoactive ingredient within the magic truffle, much like the magic mushrooms. And, you know, we just saw on CNN with Lisa Ling, they did a big special on psychedelics. That was One of the patients, wasn't it? It, it was really something. And, and, you know, what really struck, a, you know, really struck, you know, me as being, you know, like gave me goosebumps was, was the individual Alan who was working with his own magic mushrooms to help him with ailments of cancer and getting along with anxiety and all this kind of stuff. So anecdotally, you keep hearing story after story after story of people using psilocybin in natural ways, much like, by the way, the Canadian government has set a precedent, okay? The Canadian government, this is very important here. They have set a precedent for compassionate grounds and terminally ill patients to have access to magic mushrooms. They've also now- you just taught yes. us something new. 
So yeah, oh yeah, there are patients now um, who are allowed to use magic mushrooms in Canada. I think there's about, you know, now about 10 who are, there might even be more. I'm not quite sure the exact number, but this is announcements in the last couple of months that legally for, because sadly they're terminally ill and they have anxiety towards end of life are allowed to use magic mushrooms to help them. And of course we applaud the government for doing that. We're so happy for these individuals, but I think the precedent that set is an important one to follow is, is they've allowed access now. They've allowed access for this and for, and for trauma. So they're almost without the studies behind them sort of saying, we believe this works. That, that's what I'm getting out of it. And us as a company at Red Light Holland who can't make any medical claims, but the claim we can make is we're the people's company, George. We want to be able to provide adults responsible access and responsible use for magic truffles and eventually maybe magic mushrooms. We're not about the synthetics right now. We're not, we're about the natural substance that is given to us and why can't responsible adults make a decision for themselves like the governments now are sort of starting to allow for those who, who, who clearly have asked for it and clearly think they need it. Well, I can tell you, I'm not sure if you saw me respond to your tweet yesterday, I think, but anecdotally, I've got two clients who in the last three months have told me one of them is microdosing at a clinic in Toronto. He said it's made, he, he's made fantastic progress on, he's ecstatic with it. And another client said his mother, who suffered from years of anxiety, uncontrollable anxiety, is microdosing with psilocybin as well. And, and, uh, and, and it's had a dramatic effect on her life. So clearly, you're right, no one's making a medical claim, but we got some pretty smart people out there who are trying this. And I'm not sure if this, if you, if, if this triggered for you, but if you remember cannabis really started to take off in terms of public acceptance when Sanjay Gupta did his uh, special, I don't know, five years ago, because he was adamant against cannabis. And then he saw the effects on epilepsy, that little girl uh, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year, I believe or last year, but that opened the door to everybody thinking, hey, if Sanjay Gupta is saying that there's great benefit here, and now you had CNN doing it again with psychedelics. Do you think that's a bit of a mass media turning point? That's a mass populist turning point there in the in the in the uh, perception of psychedelics. I do think it's it's one of the turning points for sure. And, and you're seeing articles daily come up. And I think most importantly, what you're seeing also is at least people having open conversations at dinner tables, perhaps over the holiday season. We're trying to end a stigma here. And, and, you know, there's two ways to end a stigma. There's, you know, obviously, you know, we support the medical and scientific research. I think it's amazing what's going on into the FDA breakthrough therapy and some of those bigger companies that want to prove out medications through synthetics. But I think the important thing to note, the second thing is the fact that there is still a natural substance here. And there's a natural substance that is, 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 is being used by people naturally and talking about these benefits. So, you know, at what point do we go, well, big pharma companies really haven't provided solutions in all aspects when it comes to mental health. Let's be honest about that. We all know that's a, that's a, that's a true statement. So are there maybe natural substances to explore rather than the synthetics, or perhaps is there a mixture of both? And, and I think as a company, we support the science, we support the medical research, as I said, but we are big believers of the natural substance itself in the magic truffle and the psychoactive ingredient of psilocybin in small dosages for eye microdosing. And again, while there isn't a ton of clinical trials out there right now, what we're trying to do as a company responsibly, and this is stuff we've touched on in our last interview, George, is 
We've created a virtual reality headset that is currently being shipped to the Netherlands that will be in these smart shops. You put it on, it's going to give you a four minute educational video and 3D immersive effects. Like there's no way of describing this and there's no way of showing it on Twitter or my posts or anything. Yeah, yeah, I asked you that last time. Is there any way for yeah. us to kind of go inside that? It, but you can't, we got right? it. Well, I mean, if COVID wasn't here, I'd be coming and popping by your place and I'd show it to you and you would be able to see. Like what company is this responsible to show potential consumers a of you know the potential benefits b of the origins and the education and c at least feeling comfortable if you like this feeling of a microdose and if not don't buy our product we're trying to be so responsible as a company and since then George yeah, yeah. we've announced yeah, continue hard on anybody that's for sure yeah well you know and 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 we're trying to be even more self-regulatory as we've announced you know continuing this process with Radix Motion who developed the virtual reality to a have augmented reality so you could actually learn more when you point your phone and and have this sort of app that that will you know point it maybe at our logo more information will come out content will come out and then we're creating a digital care program that if users opt in they can share their data with us and even if they don't opt in we can use that data um, for their purposes but never share it with anybody else so it could potentially even be a live clinical trial with a digital care program that we're creating with ultimate users of the i microdose pack so we're really trying to understand because again i can't make the medical claims i can tell you my anecdotal claims but we want to hear from you our consumers and potential consumers in other markets at some point about the effects it's having on yourself and further to your point, it is a natural substance at the end of the day. So it can't really hurt anybody uh, unless unless you overdo it. Just like anything in the anything in the world, though. If I eat a if I eat a hundred potatoes today, I'm gonna get really sick at the end of the day. But it is a natural product, so there isn't a lot of downside to it, correct? You know, I'll, I'll be careful about what the contraindications are. And there are some. You don't want to mix with other medications. If, if you know, you're suffering from bipolar disorder, you know, there definitely are contraindications that everyone should read up on. And that's one thing we encourage people to do with our high microdose packs. We, we, we have a leaflet inside to speak of these contraindications and to also make sure you consult the doctor. You know, you, you don't just go and use this stuff on a whim, not a chance. But what I can tell you is there are studies going on right now that saying psilocybin actually doesn't have addictive qualities to it. And that there are actually studies going on right now saying psilocybin is being used to help people wean off harder drugs like heroin and opioids and stuff. So it's really like, I, I just always tell man. people- hopefully. Oh, and go and inform yourselves. And, and, you know, the other thing is if you start to compare drugs, I think it's a little dangerous. But the weird thing is to me is, you know, you think of alcohol. And by the way, I have a couple of glasses of wine pretty much every night of my life. But alcohol is one of the biggest killers out there. You know. Uh, the World Health Organization talks about how it's contributed up to 3 million worldwide deaths a year. And, and you know, for us to sort of just go, well, there's a stigma with psilocybin, but yet alcohol so accepted. I mean, when you start to do the comparatives, I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever say, well, psilocybin is contributing up to 3 million, not even close. So, you know, this is why people have to go and do research. And we're going to learn more about this research over the coming months. And more and more people are talking about psychedelics. And there's a reason for it because people ultimately from medical researchers to scientists to just believers and passionate individuals like myself who can anecdotally speak to this, believe there is a chance for proving out positive potential change here. And that's and, the most important thing. And that's thing. why I'm excited about the future of, of Red Light Holland. Uh, because I don't think it's as much a stigma as much as it is an information gap, an education gap that just needs time to be filled. Because I'm here in the conversations. I've been around tables with friends 
and been around the tables with family. And, you know, everybody, you know, mental, look, men mental health is an issue in every circle. We know this. Uh, and I've heard, I've heard the conversation from people who saying, Hey, have you, have you looked into psychedelics? You should think about psychedelics. You should talk to your doctor. You should go to a clinic about psychedelics. So what, what excites me about the future of the company is the conversation starting to happen. And I don't hear any negative connotations. All I hear is I just need to find out more. I need to speak to a professional. I need to get a little more educated, but I think people want solutions. They're open to it. Mental health is only getting worse. So whatever the big pharma companies are doing, it's not working that well. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from them. maybe they, maybe they're mitigating it, but it just seems like things are getting worse. And then yesterday in British Columbia, I think they announced yesterday that uh, they're having record number overdose deaths uh, for the year that they're going to, they're, they're going to hit an unimaginable re record. So there's no doubt that, uh, that the future looks bright for, uh, for red light and its products. Well, well, George, you know, I left a pretty good gig and made this big pivot in my life when I used to work in media and then yep. pivoted to be the CEO of Red Light Hall and do my first raise, et cetera. Got a second raise as we started trading. We're pretty good, strong cash position right now. Very happy with our type burn rate, all this kind of stuff. But I made the pivot because I wanted to make a difference because I heard about all the anxiety going on, all the depression going on. I spoke to artists all day long on a radio show, creative types, you know, musicians, uh, um, you know, comedians, actors. And, and ultimately, when you get in long form, real conversations with people, you realize there's a lot of darkness there. And, and I don't know if I can, you know, again, I can't make the medical claims to help the darkness, but I can do a deep dive and figure out that, you know, too many people are talking about this in positive ways that at least let's be a company here that can try to make this difference. And that's my mission. This is my mission here. Uh, great I, mission, man. It's a great mission and, because the world you needs help, man. Dude, you mentioned it, mental health crisis so tragically and sadly, and COVID-19 is compounded to this big time, is on the rise. And if we don't look for ways to make a difference now, it could be too late. And we don't want it to be too late because every single day counts. And we're very proud as a company to be very open about our products, to help end the stigma. And listen, I got an email, for example, from a lady in Switzerland the other day. She goes, can you get your product in the Netherlands to Switzerland? And I said, sadly, I can't. She said, please, you need to. When the borders were opened up before COVID, I could, my son went to the Netherlands. This is a factual email, okay? And he tried your product, the iMicrodose product powered by Red Light Holland. And she said, this isn't me saying it, that it helped his OCD and helped his happiness. And this is an email I have that I would always back up. I'm not, you know, sitting here just pontificating. No, no, and no, I no said, there's I'm no so doubt about that, Todd. And, and I just said, I'm sorry, I can't get you the product. And yeah. she goes, well, I got to get my son back there because I've never seen him in a, in a better place. These are the little stories. You know, I get a firefighter, a firefighter emailing me saying, I haven't used your product, but I'm not going to lie. I've ordered it illegally online. <laughs> in Canada, because people are buying magic mushrooms, microdosing them online that are illegal. And he goes, what it does for me is amazing. And then, you know, I had another creative type talk that, you know, I'm getting all these people of their story, sharing them to me. And I got to tell you, like more than anything, this is what makes me happy. It, like to know that people are actually sharing their stories and of stories of success, like we saw with that individual Alan on CNN. So uh, I, I think the conversation's really only getting started and we're really, really proud to be a part of these sort of pioneering processes of publicly traded company. And I know there are advocates and pioneers long, long before Todd Shapiro and Red Light Holland, but guess what? We took a chance here to help, you know, 
bring it to the forefront by having regulatory bodies look at what we're doing very carefully by having, you know, obviously proper continuous disclosure, MDNA analysis, corporate governance. We think we've been a part of helping regulate and bring attention to what people need to find out about beyond the advocates who I admire greatly, but I think that we should be proud as a company as well to have taken it to the next step. Now, further to that, let's talk about the business side then why you're trying to get all that done and i think you're going to get it done i think it's only a matter of time but in the meantime shareholders are watching are saying first of all love the mission love the anecdotal information love the fact that look cnn didn't just do a one-off interview with one guy who might so they obviously know something is there and that was probably just the example to open up the rest of the door so everyone knows that you're definitely in the right place at the right time Let's talk about the business until you wait for, uh, until you wait for legislation in different countries and all these things to happen. How do you see the business, uh, you know, continue to be viable and grow? Because you are in a bit of a tight box. Uh, so how do you continue to grow the business and make sure it's viable and, and continue to to, uh, to succeed for everybody? Sure. So starting off in the Netherlands has been great for us because it's really, you know, we, we've got our footprint now. We, 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 we're growing, we're expanding, we're growing, we're distributing, we're hopefully expanding our distributing. And as you know, we've announced being in a non-binding agreement with a wholesale company there that we're doing the due diligence on, obviously looking to get into a definitive. Of course, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. You know, we have to hire Dutch council, et cetera, to, you know, pursue that to the next step. Uh, but that would help within the Netherlands, distribution, growing, et cetera. This is the goal, the ultimate plan there. Then you can look to what we've done now in Oregon. So we've signed a non-binding agreement with Kieran Sidhu and Halo Labs. Uh, Halo Labs is a cannabis company first that started and was founded out of Oregon. Uh, I would only assume that they're very connected to the regulatory framework and understanding what that took for cannabis to become legal and the next steps and following their laws very carefully on how to make that a very viable business. For us, the reason why we partnered with Halo Labs is because right now Measure 109 is currently being written as we're speaking, and it'll take a couple of years to get that regulatory framework into place to see how psilocybin specifically is being allowed to be grown and distributed within Oregon. So perhaps it will be more of a medical-based. It might be prescribed. We think the iMicrodose pack works well for a prescription, to be honest. If you think about it, it's a natural product. It's natural. It, it, it you know, it, it's about controlled dosages. You know, think of it as taking a Tylenol almost. It's controlled dosages. There's leaflets in there. There's, you know, there, there's contraindications in there. We set it up to look like a medical product, in fact. Um, and, 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 you know, so there's Measure 109 that we're following very closely with and looking, obviously, to get into that definitive with Halo Labs to take that as a joint venture to a next step. Then there's Brazil. We had a very big announcement with That's Brazil just one. about a week ago. Uh, Brazil is a population of 200 million people, and I believe about 75% of that would, would, you know, call it 19 plus. So, and, and by the way, statistics show, and I don't have them in front of me, but that the anxiety and depression rates in Brazil are at an all-time high. And, and I can cite those a little later if anyone has to ask me. I'm not just pulling that out of my... You Man, know, you whatever. wouldn't think that, right? <laughs> we always have this image of Brazilians as being people having fun on playing soccer on the beach, dancing. You wouldn't think that. But that just further proves the point that what we see on the outside is not what's actually happening on the inside of people. Uh, there's a lot of toughness happening on the inside of people. And, you know, we're working with a company called Disruptive Pharma, again, in a non-binding, but it takes time to get these things through. 
Uh, right now, our next steps, obviously, will be looking for clear-cut legal opinions on the market in Brazil, because right now people say you can do psilocybin. We have to make sure it's a publicly traded company that is clearly defined, not just what people say. Uh, but we are working with a very established company that are our partners in two different websites. One is called Mundi, M-U-N-D-I, health.com. And the other is called MyPharmaToGo.com, which is a medical and supplement distribution company within in Brazil, the My Pharma to Go. So, how can we work with Disruptive Pharma and their property, My Pharma to Go, to potentially get eye microdose packs distributed to patients and/or people who want to buy it? So, this is the stuff we're working around right now. We've made that very clear in the announcement uh, that you know, obviously, this is not material information in any way. This is what the next steps that we're looking to, you know, hopefully, goes on. So, but there's a natural we inference get into there, Brazil, right? The, well, listen, that's a big that market. Sorry, I was going to say, there's a natural inference there. The fact that you've got potential partners in Oregon, you've got potential partners in Brazil. I mean, you, you've obviously built a great reputation and people are willing. And they said they're nine binding you moving forward. But that's just as a shareholder, that's a great indication of the company's awareness and respect uh, in, in these circles around the world. It, listen, George, we, we are looking to continually be where we can be. That is the mission of this company. So you start small, you learn the market. It's almost like our beta study. You don't make the same mistakes that cannabis companies made, which is try to expand way too quick, trying to predict the market that they thought they knew, understanding their demographics, understanding who was going to buy their product while dealing with obviously an illicit market to you know, help really you know, make it more difficult to really uh, produce revenues and sales. Whereas us as a company, you go a little bit slower, test out the Netherlands and carefully go into the markets where you can go into. I've given this analogy before, which is interesting, which is like Red Bull. You know, Red Bull was its own new category. You know, it was like this energy drink supplement category that no one had ever heard of. You're and right. how did they create the, you know, now, you know, there's a huge category, a huge sector of, of energy drinks now, but how does Red Bull, you know, remain dominant? Well, they created a lifestyle around it too. So as we look to go to these markets, potentially Oregon, potentially Brazil, and I think potentially others, obviously, as we start to go and, and explore what the rules and regulations and legal framework allows us to do, we will create a brand around us, an iMicrodose lifestyle. This is what I'm doing, I think, really incredibly well. I'm very proud of our team. We got Russell Peters on board, a world-famous comedian who's you know, using his social media to highlight Red Light Holland and what we're doing. We have uh, you know, a very uh, famous, really, influencer who's our brand clothing ambassador. We're getting you know, uh, her to help sell clothing even, you know, these hats, you know, these, these shirts, it's all alternative revenue streams. And I think all companies should always be responsible to their shareholders to think of extra ways for the company, obviously, to bring in money. Her name is Chloe. You can go and follow her. Uh, you know, she's, she's really wonderful at, at, at getting the red light lifestyle word out there. And then we've also, you know, hired as our head of design. And this to me is the most amazing thing, to be honest. He's Time Magazine's uh, a structural designer of the Americas, you know, the biggest structure designer. He's a massive, massive designer. His name's Kareem Rashid. And Kareem has, has been working closely with us to help design this wisdom truffle. And it gets a little, you know, hard to explain what a wisdom truffle is, but it is a character, think of a mascot that lives within our virtual reality uh, headset that Kareem as a structural designer is going to bring to life. We're going to make that as sort of a companion figure that will also have augmented reality in it, meaning you would point your phone at it and the, the wisdom truffle would give you 
positive messages to go live in the moment because that's what we stand for. And that's what you hear most about psilocybin, what it can do for people. Where in my case, it separated my anxieties. It separated my fears. Didn't, didn't dissipate them. They were still there, George. They just parked them on a shelf and allowed me to live in the moment when I was microdosing my own product in the Netherlands, especially when I had some big press to do and focus. And the wisdom truffle will remind people to live in that moment. And I don't know if anyone's ever heard of cause K-A-W-S or even Elf on the Shelves, these type of companion figures that have huge revenue streams with a guy like Kareem Rashid, who knows what that could do to maybe lead to great potential other revenues here. You gotta build the brand. We're building a brand. You gotta build a connection if you wanna be a global success. And very few people in the small cap world understand that. Obviously, big companies do. Apple, you know, broke through back in back in the 80s with that famous video of the of the lady throwing the hammer smashing the glass right yeah and people who create red bull by the way uh i've actually cited on the agoracom blog as an example of how you build a feeling and an emotion and a connection around a brand and that's why red red bull is so strong it's not just here's a drink buy it it's on the it's on the it's at a bar buy it it's on a in a grocery store buy it People relate, uh, people relate to it personally inside. And the fact that you get that, Todd, and the fact that you're telling us about that now excites me even more about where the company could be in the next three, four, five years because that's how you build a global brand. And, uh, and very few people are doing it. So watching let's, you guys you yeah. know, unveil this slowly is, is really powerful stuff, man. That's what moves, yeah. that's what moves product. George, I've said this before, you know, I'm not an academia, I'm not a scientist, I'm not even from the cannabis community. These are, these, are, these are quotes I've said before, but what I am is from the people industry. I understand people. I understand people very well. I had a very top rated radio show for years and, and you know, another great one and, and, and dealt with a lot of, you know, great celebrities and, and managed YouTube stars and all this kind of stuff. I've seen feedback, I've, think, I've seen things go viral. And if you don't create a community and, and, and create this feeling of friendship and of, of genuine, authentic, authentic messages, um, you can't connect. And that's what our brand we'd like to think is doing. And by the way, not only are we so like really there for the people, and, and to the point where I, I don't even really see my wife and kids because I've encouraged them to call me and text me and message me that, you know, there is a, it is a lot of replies. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm grateful for it. So I'll do it as much as I can. But we listen to them. And you know what? A lot of folks who were supporting our company didn't love this logo. They, they, they just thought it wasn't, it wasn't maybe as, as rich as it could be for the brand we're creating. So we created, and we've announced this, a Red Light Holland redesign logo contest because uh, so we can give back to individuals and Russell Peters is going to be on the committee and Chloe is going to be on the committee and I'll jump on the committee and we're going to pick three winners to be a part of this committee to help us redesign a logo for the company. And by the way, the three winners that win and all they have to do is go to social media and tag at Red Light Holland and put dollar sign trip or dollar sign trough uh, within their different social media platforms is give us a reason why you want to be a part of this committee. And we're getting a ton of great reasons already and a, a ton of people actually trying to redesign the yeah, logo. what's the response even, been like to what's the response been like to that? oh it's phenomenal well the funny thing is we didn't even ask people to redesign the logo it was just be a part of the committee to redesign the logo but we're getting great entrance of people already with great ideas of what it should look like and what red light holland stands for and the branding of it we're so appreciated but you know when we choose the three winners who enter um they'll they'll basically the ones that give us the best reason why they'll win $5,000 each. We want to reward them for their hard work. And by the way, a lot of people sadly 
don't have as much disposable income as they once had because work's been tougher. So it's another way of the company giving back. Uh, we're not just going to take your input for free. We're going to give back to you at this time. So we're, we're looking forward to announcing the three lucky winners. The contest ends on the 31st. And I believe we said we were announcing the winners on the 7th. I, that I don't know for a fact on January, but I, I apologize for not knowing that, but we'll, we'll announce them soon after. Well, more than enough time. If you're at home, I mean, I have no graphic design skills of any kind. No, you don't. You don't even have to design the logo. You just got to give us a reason on social media why you think you should be a part of the committee. Like one, I'll never one. Oh, God. I'm not okay, okay. I thought they were actually yeah. submitting them. My bad. Yeah. And I'm not saying this person's a front runner yet, but one person that stands out, he said, uh, I want to be a part of the red light committee because I'm so used to seeing red lights go off. And he just had a picture of him shooting a hockey puck and scoring goals with the red light icons ah, and emojis. That means, that's great thinking. And I thought it was like a really good creative way. So, you know, again, we have to go through all of them carefully, but that's just the one that sticks out of my mind right now. Todd, look, uh, this has been amazing to hear that you guys are hitting on all cylinders. Uh, you know, the, the, First of all, the the initial run of 100,000 grams pre-sold. Now you're going to your second crop, a million grams, uh, expanding with, uh, you know, slowly but surely into other parts of the world. Uh, branding, that was kind of new. I mean, I knew about the logo, obviously, but hearing how far you guys are going on the branding side, understanding that, that excites me. I mean, all cylinders are firing for you. And I've said it before and I'll, said it, I'll say it again, that psychedelics, that we don't know the exact time frame, but it's going into a parabolic uh, shift over the next this next decade. People want it. I think people want it. Uh, governments are going to be looking for solutions, and it's only a matter of time until that all comes together. And then, boom, people are going to wonder why wasn't I investor in Red Light Holland all this time, right? Uh, so, congratulations on what you've accomplished this year, and uh, and great to see the stock finally get its due notice and, and due acknowledgement from the marketplace. Well, listen, we're just grateful for all the support we get from people. Uh, we'll never make price projections. Obviously, clearly, we're, you know, you look at the volume and the daily volume and you look at, you know, some people are, are sort of questioning is Red Light Hall an undervalued to their peers? So I think people are starting to kind of do those comparisons. And and what I can tell you most, most importantly, I think is on our end. We're, we're working really hard and, and you know, we're working hard. We're thinking outside of the box. Uh, we're creating, you know, alternative revenue streams. We're, we're looking to expand to markets that have, you know, bigger populations uh, than the Netherlands right now and some smaller ones. We're looking to get into the psychedelic uh, psychological guidance, uh, a therapeutic sort of approach too, with this non-binding with psychedelic insights in the Netherlands. So there's a lot going on. Uh, we're looking forward to 2021 for sure. And most importantly, we just want to make sure that, you know, people are doing well. And, and if we can somehow be a part of this positive change for Red Light Holland, I mean, then, then you know, beyond, beyond all of it, uh, I think, you know, we, we're a human company and we, and, and we want, you know, people to, to be doing well. And, and that's what we support here. And that's a great thing about the company also. That's, it's, 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 double, it's this double bonus for shareholders. On the one hand, you get a chance to, to grow. You get, like Todd says, we're not telling. You get a chance to grow with a great company, potentially inside of a great industry. At the same time, if if Todd and the team pull it off, they're literally going to be helping tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and at some some point, millions of people around the world. 
So, you know, it doesn't get better as a value proposition, man. I wish we could keep on talking, but I'm sure we're going to have sure. it back I, on the One last year. reminder, if you're, if, if you're looking sure. for Christmas gifts or, or any sort of gifts over the holiday season, go to imicrodose.ca. We ship to America. Uh, we ship in Canada. You can get a lot of the Red Light Holland merch. And if you're in the Netherlands for some reason listening to this, or you know people in the Netherlands who are 18 plus, they can go to imicrodose.nl and that's where they can buy our iMicrodose packs. Now, again, we're not just talkers about things and faces on a deck. You know, we are people who are putting things into action and delivering. So there are products on market right now. I think, I don't know if it's a fact, but I think we're the only publicly traded company in the world that sells microdose packs. So, you know, with psilocybin in them. So go check out imicrodose.nl if you're in the Netherlands and imicrodose.ca for America or Canada if you want to support some of this merch. And we're just so grateful for the support. And if you want to reach out, please do. I'm at I am Toddy Tickles. It's an old radio name. Don't hate me for it uh, on all my social media channels. I will. Well, it's well known. Why would you ever give it up? Why listen, you, it's you, a well-known thing, you know, although I was thinking of changing it to I am Toddy Truffles, so I might have to change it. But <laughs> so thank you, George, for your time. We're really appreciative. I hope everyone has a really, really great holiday season and uh, try to live in the moment with your family. That That's really, uh, I'm going to do my best to do it too, I hope. And likewise, and likewise to you, Todd, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody, whatever you're celebrating, uh, really celebrate it well and be in the moment. And Todd, great message, man. This has been powerful. Thanks for being All here. Right, I mean, just, just love the message. George. Thank you for the help, my friend. Okay. For everyone at home, you've been watching or you've been listening, or if you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to talk to Todd Shapiro, CEO of red light Holland trades on the CSC under the stock symbol T R I P. And for our friends in the U S under T-R-U-F-F, uh, so it's available to you as well. A lot of great information here. Uh, start your due diligence because I've told you where I think psychedelics is going and Todd has told you where the company is going and this intersection is going to take place. We don't know when, but when it happens to me, it's going to be explosive. And I'm not talking about stock price. I'm talking about just business, things happening. We saw what happened to cannabis and I have no doubt that psychedelics is probably going to go along the same path in terms of consumer acceptance. You want to get ahead of it, do your due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time.